Hey, good morning. Tell somebody around you good morning. We're glad you're here. Come on, tell them you're glad you're here. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to tell them. Say, t- tell them, say, neighbor, if you knew who you were sitting next to, go ahead, tell them, you'd be glad to sit next to me, man, because I'm royalty. Come on, somebody say, I'm royalty. Now tell them, say, you're royalty. You, you, you're royalty. We, you are royalty. Um, I got, I've got, uh, the ushers are going to hand you out some information really quick. Um, two things, they're going to give you a, um, a ministry update on the children's remodeling that we're going to do back there. This next Sunday, um, this next Sunday we have what we were calling our annual bountiful offering. And what we do is we ask you to pray and ask the Lord what it is that you wanted to sow into. Let's look at this picture right here. Do you see these kids? And these kids are going off to camp. And a lot of times we don't realize, we had one lady that we had a, a, we had a service and the kids came in and they were like, all those kids were back there? Because we're in here, you may not even realize all of the children that we have. Sometimes we have more children than we have adults. So I don't know about you, but I want to make a difference in a child's life. Oh, come on, somebody. Do I have anybody else that wants to make a difference in the lives of a child you know, so so we have this ministry that's back there, and Pastor uh, Jessica and, and her team really helps make a difference. And we provide them. One of the things that I have made a commitment to is that I'm not going to have to worry about taking up an offering for pens and pencil. Our tithes, when you give your tithes and you give your offerings, it takes care of that stuff. That's where it goes to. It takes care of curriculum. It takes care of those different things. But in order to be able to help the kids, what we want to do is we want you to be able to take a look at what we'd like to be able to do. In our bountiful offering, what we do annually each year, and, and how many of you received a letter from me that you've read it? Okay. How many of you did not? And there may be some visitors here that you, you probably hadn't. Okay. What I want you to know is that there's some different areas that we really need to pay some attention on. We've usually raised anywhere from thirty to $50,000 on this bountiful offering because it helps make a difference. So let's take a look at what, real quick, what it's going to be able to do. We've come up with some numbers because how many of, some of you guys are like, you know, I could care less about the numbers. Just show me what I'm going to be able to do to make a difference. But it's important. We want to be able to count the cost. We want you to be able to see that. So one of the things that we're wanting to do real quickly for the children's is the kid check-in room. Some of you may not realize it, but how many of you know safety and security is important? When somebody actually goes on, they, a mother comes in, she goes online, she checks in her child, she gets a sticker, they get a sticker. Nobody else is going to be able to get that baby. I don't care if it's a grandmother or a relative or an aunt or uncle or a, a husband. Hello? Unless they've got this other sticker, they're not going to be able to get their child. That's important because nowadays we can't be we can't be slack in security. So one of the things that we've done is when you come down that hallway, there's just a bifold banner that's in the middle of the hallway. We want to be able to, we've gotten permission to be the architects drawn it out. We've got one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to divert people through the kid check area. So what we're wanting to do, there's some countertops in there. We want to take all of that out. We want to be able to come in and repaint, fix it up. That check-in table there, put some granite on that. That's where the kids' check is, is, and people will have to come through there in order to be able to get back into the children's ministry. How many of you moms like that? Do you like that, Rachel, that you're, you know your kids are well taken care of? 
The other thing is that we want to be able to in the hallway, and you can see the first thing on there is the countertop, the, the baseboard, paint and trim, cover the base, miscellaneous, foam letters for that area. Then there's the hallway. We've got to put in a door with an exit sign that is a panic bar door, so you won't be able to just go out of the hallway. If there is a, an issue, they'll be able to get out of the hallway quickly and efficiently. Um, the other thing is in the nursery, we're needing a new six-child stroller. What they want to do is they want to put the six babies, take them into the children's ministry to have praise and worship when they have praise and worship. So we, the babies love music. and You can see all the different videos sometimes of these kids that are just loving music. So we want to be able to do that. The children's ministry itself, it has been since 2004 since we've done really anything back there. We want to just give it a new facelift. We want to we want to be able to to put a stage in on one end. We want to repaint the whole area back there. There's some flooring. There's carpet. There's paint. There's foam letters. We want to be able to get a larger big screen TV. We've got one back there, but to be honest with you, it's been been it's kind of antiquated. It's it's uh it's not real clear. But we want to be able to put down cove base paint miscellaneous. That right there is just for you to keep take home. Now, the bountiful offering is next week. I am going to teach you guys next week five mind shifts for allowing heaven to invade your finances. Oh, come on, somebody. If you know, we do a lot of pastoral counseling. There's three things when somebody goes to get married. There's three issues. One is communication. Say communication. The other one is sex. Say sex. <gasps> Can I say that in church? <laughs> it's God designed it. He ordained it. It's good stuff, especially when you got a license for it. Can I get an amen? Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about you. Yeah, he's talking about you. So the, the other thing is not only communication and sex, but also finances. Those are the three indicators, the three main things that have issues in people's lives that when we're able to deal with finances the way God wants us to deal with finances, when we're able to communicate the way God wants us to communicate, when we're able to be able to have, have sex and sexual purity in our lives the way God wants us to have that sexual purity, that those are the main three things that happen especially that deteriorate marriages. But we want to be able to, I'm going to teach you how there's some five mind shifts. There's the things that need to shift for heaven to invade your finances. Anybody want heaven to invade their finances? I'm like, oh, I want to, I'm excited about it already. And it's like, let me preach it this Sunday. No, it's for next Sunday. Okay. So turn to your neighbor and say, don't miss it. Don't miss it next Sunday. So we want to be able to make a difference with the kids. Those are some things that we want to be able to do is be able to make a difference for those kids and, um, and, and give them some opportunities. The other thing is that we're raising some funds for is the House of Hope. I'll talk a little bit about that next week, where we are on the House of Hope, the remodel that's already been done, the finances that have already been spent, the vision that takes, takes care of that. Uh, families Helping Families is going to be moving in to a new facility. We've got a new, uh, it's going to be a culture, a multi-purpose multi facility, but we're going to be able to be moving in. It's going to be probably a million to a million two that we're going to be moving the, the food ministry in there. It's more than just a food bank. 
it is like a food bank on steroids. It's a, it's it's going to be a re- food and resource center. So the building has already been taken care of. Now we've raised some funds. There's some of you that are involved in some of that. We raised some funds to be able to do it. It's going to help regionally that we're here. We'll share a little bit more about that. You know, the Biker Sunday's coming. We want to raise some monies for that. We want to be able to do that. So during the bountiful offering, here real quick is what I want you to understand. It's not about putting money on a credit card and paying for it for three years. Don't do that. If that's what you got to do, don't give in to this offering. Do you hear me? We don't do that. God has, you have some money set back. God has monies that are available that you can just tap into. Some of you, like us, we've got money set aside. We put money aside every year, and it comes down to this offering, and we can begin to put that money in there. We've got money that's already, God's already given it to us in our hands. I don't want anybody to write a faith check. A faith check is where you write the, the check and by, by faith, you know what I mean, and there's no money in the account. I don't want to have to have Lori go and deposit the account and then the check come back and then all this other rigmarole stuff takes place. We don't want checks that bounce. We want checks that are good. Amen. Now, some of you might say, well, you know what? I have some funds that are coming in or I get a raiser bonus in April of every year, or August of every year, whatever it might be. And I want to I want to make a commitment to give one hundred dollars a month for the next 12 months. You'll have the opportunity to do that. Okay, so we'll raise money at the original time. Plus, we'll also have some people that want to be able to make a pledge that you can make that pledge. I'm telling you, it changes people's lives. It's making a difference in people's lives. And I want to just say thank you. But the first thing we want you to do is to pray. Say pray. We want you to pray. Well, pastor, I only got $10. You know what? You pray, and if the Lord says give eight, give eight. If he says give 10, give 10. If he says give one, I'm good with that. Give one. When you hear from God and what he says you're going to do, he's going to provide. You know why? Because he's my source. Can I get an amen? Okay, so if you got your Bibles, turn with me. Let's go. Let's real quickly move into this message that I've got for you today. It's called Framing Our Future with Our Words. Um, let's have you go to me, go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Now, I'm going to, oh, did you get that? You're going to hand that out? While I'm working, somebody say, I'm under construction. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, I'm under construction. So I got to put my construction hat on. Is that okay? Does it match my outfit? <laughs> I got I got my hard hat. It's my hard hat, right? Hit that thing. Is it hard? Okay. All right. Red means anointing. Amen. It means it represents the blood of Christ. It's the anointing, and I'm I'm anointed. We've been talking about how to frame our world with our words. How are you guys doing on that? How's it going? Would you give yourself, you know, an A, B, C, or D? No Fs. We're not going to have no Fs here. A, B, C, or D. On your words. Are you being more conscious of how you say what you say? Because there's there's some scriptures that I want to give you real quick today. We're going to jump into this. I've based this teaching off Hebrews 11.3. And on your paper, if you've got your paper, it's on that. Hebrews 11.3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. In other words, the things that are here, the things that are unseen all of a sudden can come into the seen realm and it appear. 
How many of you know there was materials put together for that chair to be made you're sitting in? Okay? It didn't start out as a chair. It started out with the cloth and the foam. And how many of you know even the minerals that were put together to forge the steel in order to be able to be put together? It was all actually all part of the earth that began to begin to be put together, and now it's a chair. Let's thank the Lord for a chair. Amen? You got a place to sit. Amen? I'm like, and it's even got some pads too. Amen? So he says, worlds were framed by the word of God. Proverbs 18:21 says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Romans 10:9 and 10. Let's let's take a look at this scripture real quick. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified and with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. How many of you know God doesn't have any grandchildren. He doesn't have any grandchildren. He only has sons and daughters. And we're, when you give your heart to Christ, when you give your, Lord, your life to Jesus, you become a son or, ladies, you become a daughter. We're all sons of God. So I'm going to ask a question. Are you a son of God today? Are you a child of the Most High God? Let's give him some praise for that. That is an amazing thing that happens. You know what I mean? And now as we become, as I have given my life to Christ, now I'm working on some things in my life. And it's not about works that gets you saved. I'm saved by God's grace through faith so I can't go and boast and say, I did this, I did that. In fact, the Scripture says, so you don't boast, it all comes from Jesus. My salvation, I am righteousness only because of the finished work on the cross. And God made me righteous because I received Christ and he died for my sins. Are you with me? And he rose again and he's seated on the right hand of the Father and he's praying for you. You ever thought why, why Jesus needs to pray for us? I think of things like that. I think, you know, why, why, why is he praying for us? Because he wants us to succeed. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have the victory. Go ahead. Tell somebody, you got the victory. Tell them, you got the victory. You've actually got the victory. You just don't realize that we don't operate in it. Romans 10, 9 and 10 talks about salvation being made unto confession. How many of you know that's with your word? I put on there last week for you, um, I talked about, or the week before, I talked a little bit about Winston Churchill said, by swallowing evil words unsaid, no one has ever harmed his stomach. So sometimes you may think something, but don't say it. It doesn't need to be said. Just swallow that thing, and, and it's, it's just when you swallow it, it doesn't go forth and, and cause anything to happen in your life. Another saying is, even a fish wouldn't get into trouble if he kept his mouth shut. Got any fishermen in here today? Yeah. Uh, all I know is when I fish, the mouths, the fish seem to keep their mouth shut when I fish. I don't know about you. But uh, I'll catch a few here and there. The third thing is that, that I lift, listed on there for you was don't speak unless you can improve on the silence. Don't speak unless you can improve on the silence. There's three things that we're going to touch base real quickly with today that I want you to understand. Number one is you've got to understand things about your words. Is your words are powerful. Say powerful. Come on, everybody. Powerful. My words are powerful. 
My words are powerful. My words are powerful. My words are powerful. And we've seen over the last few weeks when we've been talking about it how powerful our words can be. The second thing I want you to understand is that your words create. Say create. You create something in your words. You can create something. I can get mad and get angry and I can create some meanness in this place. Or I can create joy or laughter. <laughs> I can just say, oh, let's just laugh at that. You know what I mean? Let's laugh at that. You know, oh, let's just have some fun. Let's have some fun. We can create and change your atmosphere. Do you all believe that? See, your words are powerful, but your words also create. They create something. You know why your words create? Because God's words were creative. He saw darkness and he said, let there be He created with his words. He spoke with his words. He began to start looking at things, and he called those things that be not as though they were. And the same way our Father creates, we as children of God can create the same way. Can I get an amen? Listen, listen. This is serious. I remember years ago when I was working back in North Carolina and, and I was working for a wholesale company and, and you, could, you could go in and you could go up to somebody that morning and before and you get a cup of coffee and say, oh, sister, you don't look too good today. Are you feeling bad? And you go, well, I don't feel too bad, maybe a little, a little tired. And then, then, then a couple hours later, somebody else says, are you feeling good today? Because you don't look too good today. And then you go, Geez, you know, I am not really feeling that good. And then lunch, and you start thinking about that all day long. I must feel bad. People are saying, I don't look too good today. I must feel bad. And at lunch, guess what? You're sick. And you're going, I got to go home. I don't feel good at all. (laughs) And the same way you talked yourself into sickness, I'm here to tell you, I believe that you can begin to speak the word of God, and you can start talking yourself into health. Can I get an amen? So I can either focus on what it's creating negatively, Or say, I'm going to create something positively. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look marvelous. Come on, tell him. Tell him. Come on, tell him. You look marvelous. Nudge him. Come on, nudge him over there and say, you look marvelous. And what is it? How does that make you feel? It makes you feel feel good. It even makes you say, you know what? I kind of do, don't I? (laughs) And we're not talking about being prideful, but I'm talking about what your words create. Proverbs 11.11, you can write this down. It's not on your notes. It says, by the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it's torn down. So you can actually talk negative, and it will bring destruction. It can tear down some things. How about the little saying, (laughs) sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me, or Words will never hurt me. What a lie. All I know is that somebody could break my wrist and I can get over that. But man, we still deal with something that somebody said to us 20 years ago, made fun of us or talked bad about us and said you'll never amount to anything. And those are where we're talking about those words can create. Say, I can. Come on, everybody. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I looked the word all up in the Greek. I looked it up in the Hebrew. I looked it up in the Aramaic. And guess what? All is all. I can do all things. You know, the little 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 train, a little, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. The caboose or whatever, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. We've got to get to that place where it says, you know what? I can rise above this situation. We've got to get to that place and realize that our words create. Say, my words create. 
We can create generational blessings. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 30. I want us to look at this real quick. If you get an opportunity, read before, read after, put it in the proper context. But God was talking to the nation of Israel. And he was telling them they had gone into bondage. There were some issues going on. And he was setting before them life and death. Say life and death. He was saying life and death. Verse 14. And he comes out and he says, but the word is very near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart that you may observe it. Verse 15. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity. So he's taking the nation of Israel. God's saying, you know what? I've set before you life and prosperity. But he's also saying just before life and prosperity, he says, I'm putting words in your mouth. You want to say it? It's near you. It's on your tongue. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's on your mind. And he goes on. He says this. He said, I've set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. I think I'll choose the life and prosperity. How about you? Amen. I don't want to deal with the death and the the adversity. Verse 16 says, In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, and you will live and multiply. And you will live and multiply. You will live and, everybody, you will live and, that's increase. That's increase. God wants us to increase. Look at Matthew 25. He talks about the talents. He wants to bring increase into your life. He wants you to take something, create with it, and as a believer, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, if you don't get this down, you're not going to bring increase in your life. If you don't get down to where you need to look at the words and the words you're saying and what you're hearing, you know what I mean, is are they words of building up, and we talked about that, or are they words of tearing down? We want to come to that place where we're going to build you up. We're going to build you up. Tell somebody next to you, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Tell them. Say, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You know, we believe in you. Pastor Shelley and I believe in you. We believe that you can break out of where you are and what's going on in your life into what God has for you. Hallelujah. It is a good time to say amen. So he goes on and he says, his judgments that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God may bless you in the land that you are entering and possess it. Enjoyment really depends on being obedient. If we want to enjoy life, let's be obedient to God because God is life. Jesus said this. He said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you what? Everybody, come to give you what? Life and life more abundantly. So I want to be able to get into that abundant life. Come on, somebody. My word for this year is peace, and I've been operating in that deal. And there was one time we, were, we were, had some issues in our life and, and recently, and Shelley's were like, how come you don't say anything? I'm like, I'm staying in peace. I was doing like Winston Churchill. I was swallowing that stuff. <laughs> so it's, 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 I'm not asking you to do anything we're not doing and we're not walking through. But I'm telling you the benefits are going to way outweigh anything else. Let me show you a picture real quick. I want to show you a picture. I saw this the other day. Next slide, Mike, if you if you will. I saw this. Anybody ever seen that? Anybody ever come behind a vehicle and all of a sudden you're like, I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. This this truck pulls out around and it starts to kick off. And this is on a drag strip. How many of you know that is pollution? Hello? That's pollution. 
Do I have any guys that are mechanics, to do a little mechanic and know a little bit? Just hold your hands up. Right? Yeah, good, good, good. Any others over here? Mechanic and you know a little bit? So that's pollution. And when I began to look at that and I thought, man, how is my life that way? Am I saying words that are causing pollution? Oh, no. This truck is burning oil. This truck is burning oil. Some of you guys know. You see the truck. You can look at it. It's, let's just say that's not a diesel truck. That truck's burning oil, guys, right? <laughs> that truck's burning oil. Let me ask you a question. That truck is burning oil. Is it the muffler? Is it the tailpipe? But a lot of times in our life, we look for certain, certain situations excuse me, and circumstances in our life and we don't do this. In order for me to find out where that's coming from, it's not the muffler, it's not the tailpipe, it's not the catalytic converter. In order for me to find out where that's coming from, Bill, guess what I got to do? I got to get under the hood. Hello? And a lot of times as believers, as followers of Christ, if we don't understand how powerful our words are and how our words create in our lives... If we don't look under the hood, we're never going to deal with the issue of the pollution that's coming out. Are you with me? Now, I'm not talking, I'm not your word police. I'm not your word police. But I'm saying if we are able to change our hearts and our hearts can change our thoughts and our thoughts can change our words, then you can create something good for your future. That's a good word right there. You can begin to change something for your, computer, for your future. So I'm under construction. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm under construction. We're going through it. So when we look at that, I begin to start thinking about negativity. I think, I think about criticism. I think about cursing people or saying bad things about things or situations or people and bringing those things on people's lives. I don't want to operate in that. I want to operate in the blessing. Can I get an amen? I want to operate according to Deuteronomy 30. I want to operate in life and prosperity. Life and prosperity. Matthew 12 says a good man brings up the good that's stored within him. There's some good stuff in here. Let's begin to bring that out. You remember what Jeremiah said? We limit ourselves. Jeremiah said, you know what? I'm only a youth. And God said, look, don't you say that you're only a youth. Because we have limitations. We put limitations on ourselves. Well, I don't have the right education. I'm not six foot nine or 11 or 12 or seven, two or whatever. I'm not tall enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm too short. I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I don't have no hair. I got too much hair. Come on. We've all put limitations on ourselves. And we start thinking about the reasons we can't and start to start thinking about the reasons we can. Turn to your neighbor and say, take the lid off. Come on. Tell them, say, take the lid off. We're going to have to take the lid off. We're going to have to. Open up the hood and check in the motor. You may have to tear that thing down. You may have to rebore the piston holes or whatever they're called. And you may have to put sleeves in there. You may have to do whatever it takes so the pollution's got to stop. So we can come to that place where we talk about and we speak life. Take the lid off. Take the limitations off. So if you plan to grow... And some of you may, on that word, the word wall up here on the end of the, of the uh, sound booth, there's, there's a word grow. Somebody says, I'm, I'm going to grow. If you're going to grow, you're not going to grow unless you take the hood off and you look at the issues that's causing the pollution. Oh, come on, that's a good word. Listen to this. 
Charles Cap says it's not going to happen just because we say it. It's not going to happen just because you say it. But here's the deal. He says it won't happen to us without us saying it. It's not going to happen just because you say it. We can declare and decree the word, a word, your words, things for your life. And just because you say it doesn't make it happen, but it's not going to happen until you say it. Come on, somebody. So there's a principle that you can look at and go, wait a minute. I'm not just saying this to be saying it. God's not a genie God. Poof, rub him. Poof, give me three wishes. God doesn't operate that way. That's not the principle of God. But it is says when you speak life, life will begin to come on your on your on your life. When you speak life into dead situations, it'll be like Ezekiel that those dry bones begin to come together. Oh, come on, somebody. Those those things begin to happen. They begin to change. So in order for us to grow, in order for us to have prayer answered, we need we need to be able to to speak life. Look at me just a minute, everybody. You may be the answer to someone else's prayer. Somebody tonight might say, God, I just need to hear from you. And tomorrow at work, you're next to a girl or a man or whoever it might be that is, that is struggling, and you begin to start speaking life, and you could be the very answer that they were praying to God for. Speak life. Tell somebody, speak life. Tell them, speak life. The third thing, real quick, is that we must use our words not only to be powerful, not only that they create, but our words advance God's kingdom. If our words are creative, then we can we can speak light, we can speak life into situations. Romans ten seventeen. That's where I've really got this scripture from, and I think this this is maybe on your PowerPoint. I'm not sure if it's on on your paper or not. It says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by. Faith comes by. Faith comes by. Hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. Not just allowing it to go in and out, but allowing it to come in and create something in you. Allowing it to come in and change the way you believe. God has no problem. God will never violate Scripture. But He has no problem violating your understanding of the Scripture. So when we say God is a good God, they're thinking, No, I was taught that God was causing tsunamis. He's not causing tsunamis. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you tsunamis are not life. It's not coming from God. I can give you another biblical principle. If Jesus was causing all these different things to happen throughout the world, then why would the disciples in the midst of a storm and Jesus is in the boat saying, hey, get up! And Jesus, why didn't Jesus get up and go, oh, I caused the storm so you guys can get more faith? He didn't, did he? No, no, he didn't, did he? In fact, he got up and he rebuked the storm. So where's the storm come from? It's not coming from God. Why would God rebuke God? Come on, somebody. He got up and he rebuked the storm. There may be storms in your life. There may be issues going on. But the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if it's stealing, if it's killing, if it's destroying, it's not our Heavenly Father. Come on, somebody. It's not Him. And that's a shifting of a mindset to say, wait a minute. There are bad things that happen. And I don't understand 
why there are bad things that happen. But if God is not throwing cancer on somebody, no more than you would take your four-year-old child and put him out in the backyard with a Doberman pincher and say, let's see how he deals with this. If you would do that, you're nuts. Hello? Well, God's got a bad rap. But our words can create. God was a creator. God spoke into things. He saw the darkness and he said, let there be light. He saw these different things and he began to start speaking into it. He created and you can create the same way with your words. Mark 11, 23 and 24 says this. Jesus, I, Jesus said this. I truly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. I think you've got that scripture if you can put it up for me. Mark. 11, 23, and 24. He says, go throw yourself into the sea, and he does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what they say will be done for them. It will be done for them. This is Jesus talking. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Is it locked up on, on us? Don't worry about it if it's locked up. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Jesus said, truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Listen, but believes that what they say will be done for them. It'll be done for them. Okay, let's take a moment real quickly. Is that plus or minus? Be careful what you say because it can happen. There's a scripture that talks about when they were fearing that the fear came upon them. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know it's really, really tough to be able to begin to start not speaking the problem, but speak the promise. Don't speak the problem but speak the promise because sometimes that's all that's in front of you. It's the problem, it's the problem, it's the problem, it's the problem, there's a problem. Everybody's got to see the problem. You see the problem, don't you see the problem? There's a problem. Did you not see the problem? What's the matter with you? You're not seeing the problem? I see it, but I'm going to speak the promise of God. That's a word for somebody here today. That you're going through a situation and all you can seem to see is that situation that you're going through. And I'm telling you, God's got a way. God's got a way. God's got a way. The prophetic word that came forth this morning was God speaking through through um, Virginia was that was that there's dryness. God's got a way. He's going to bring rivers in the middle of a desert. He's going to bring an oasis. Come on, somebody in the middle of a desert, in the middle of a situation. He's going to begin to bring rain. Can I get some amen for that? So we he says he goes on and he says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. Believe that you receive it. You know what the truth is? When we say it, we don't believe it. We can pray and then cancel our prayers just by our actions or words afterwards. We pray, we believe, we receive in the name of Jesus. And we're done. Woo! Hallelujah! That's it, baby! That's it! It's done! And then we walk out and somebody says, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. It's a bad situation. It's just terrible. It's just really bad. It's really bad. Oh, man. It... Well, didn't you just pray? Didn't you just pray? Did we just pray? If we prayed, then let's believe that we receive it. Say, I believe. Come on. Say, I believe. Come on. Say, I believe. 
I mean, God's got a way. God's got a way. You got to know because his word says he's got a way. And you can begin to look at that and say, wait a minute, it's advancing the kingdom of God. Maybe we need to speak more to things than about things. That's what Mark eleven twenty three 23 is. I, I, I preached a sermon, climb your mountain of transformation. And you know what? I was wrong. Because the scripture doesn't say climb it. Don't climb the mountain. He says, what's it say? Everybody, let's read this together. Ready? Read. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what they say will be done for them, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Somebody needs to give the Lord some praise for that scripture. We need to speak more to things than about them. Well, the economy's bad. Don't you know the oil field's shutting down? I got news for you. We're speaking to that oil field. We're speaking to those witty inventions. We're speaking to those minerals in the ground. We're speaking to those that are maybe holding it up in political realms who are not allowing the economy to come forth. We're speaking forth to those things that our economy is going to change in Jesus' name. And I'm going to believe, and I'm not going to doubt, and people are going to benefit from it. Can I get an amen? Come on, have I got anybody with me? We can begin to start speaking to those things, those issues that are in your life. We we got a saying, I'm out of debt, my needs are met, I got plenty more to put in store. I'm out of debt, my needs are met, I got plenty more to put in store. I'm out of debt, my needs are met, I got plenty more to put in store. I'm out of debt, my needs are met, I got plenty more to put in store. We've got one thing personally that we have, and that's our house payment. And we drive down our street and we look at our house and say, this debt is going to be released in Jesus' name. You are going, I'm telling you, it's working. We're closer than we are to getting it paid off today and tomorrow than we were five years ago. Can I get an amen? I'm speaking to that mountain. What's that mountain in your life today? What is it that's in your life today? And maybe all we're saying is that, oh, it's big. It's big. It's big. Pray for me, Pastor Virginia. It's a big old mountain. It's a big old mountain. Look how big that thing is. It's so big. I don't know how to climb a mountain. It's big. It's huge. It's huge. Anybody ever flown in an airplane? Last one, I'm about done. You ever noticed how big things are down here? And you get in an airplane and you look down and you're going, that's my truck? That's a plot of land? It looks like a checkerboard field. You know what I'm saying? You can get, you know why? It's perspective. Our words have got to be from God's perspective up here and not down there. Our words have got to be from God's perspective. You know why? The scripture says we are seated with him, Jesus, in heavenly places. You know why? Because Jesus is seeing things, oh, come on, somebody, from above. And when you begin to see things from above, they don't look as big. Mark says to speak to those things. Is there a mountain in your life today? I want you to start speaking to it. You want your future? You want to frame it like God did with his words and start speaking to the things. I don't have no peace. I don't have no peace. I have peace. I have peace. 
I got peace that transcends all understanding. I got peace that will guard my heart and my mind. I got peace in every situation and circumstance. I've got peace in everything that I come up against. I've got the wisdom of God. God, I need your wisdom in this situation. I need the wisdom to parent children. I need the wisdom to lead a church. I need the peace of God that transcends all understanding to be upon my heart. I got to operate in your peace. I got to operate in your wisdom. I got to have the revelation of God. God's got a way. 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 I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know how we're going to do the house of hope. I don't know how we're going to do the children's ministry. I don't know how we're going to be able to do what God has called us to do, but he's got a way. He's got a way. He's got a way. He's got a way. Come on, say it with me. He's got a way. He's got a way. Come on, everybody. He's got a way. He's got a way. He's got a way. Give the Lord some praise in this house. Hallelujah. He's got a way. 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 Hey, his promises are he'll take a crooked road. He'll make it straight. He'll bring you out of the desert into a a, a thirsty land, into a land of promise. Your words are powerful. Your words create. Hear this today. What you say is powerful. Don't think what you say doesn't matter to anybody. They are powerful. Your words will create. They'll create life or death. The power of life or death is in the tongue. And your, your words can advance the kingdom of God. There's three things I want you to know. Are you ready for some change? Anybody ready for some change? I'm ready for some change. How about you? I'm ready for some change. I'm not going to be your word police. I'm not going to go, well, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that. And what's the matter with you? You better, you better pray. Repent now. You should have said it. <laughs> if you're looking for me to do that, I'm not doing it. But I want to pray that you'll hear yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Shelly's, the Holy Spirit operates in Shelly. <laughs> I don't have to be Shelly's Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. I don't have to be the Holy Spirit for Shelly. She'll do that. She's going to, are you ready to change? Because God, God's got a way in your situation. How many of you here, you got just some situations that you need God to move. I'm asking you just to stand up. Situations that you need God to move. I'm asking you to stand up. And if I was sitting down, I'm standing up right now because there's situations in my life that I need God to move. Well, I want you to know that you frame your future. Do you want your future to be better than your past? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody want you? I want my future to be better than my past. Listen, let me tell you, your future is going to be better than your past. But you've got to look under the hood and make sure you're not operating in that pollution. Let me pray for you right now before we go home. I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand to the Lord. And it's just kind of acknowledging, God, I just need help. I'm asking you to help us. Hear your word and understand your word. I'm asking you to help us today, God. We need your help today, God. And you, Holy Spirit, are here to help us. Give us strength. Give us wisdom. I'm asking you to help us have ears to hear and eyes to see. We speak to that mountain right now in the name of Jesus. And I say go. I say go. I say go. Go with lack. Go with a misunderstanding. Go with unbelief. Go doubt. You, you mountain of doubt, you got to go right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I declare right now that you've got the peace of God, that strength is coming to your people here today. And I thank you for this, God. We bless these people here today. We say that they're blessed to be a blessing. They live with life and prosperity. That their words are going to be changed. They're going to be sweet. They're going to be of honor. They're going to be of respect. They're going to begin to start looking at things, God, and saying, you know what? There's, there's a way that you have. I'm asking you to make ways in the middle of a dry land. 
I'm asking you to give provision where they need provision. Some of you that might need provision, just the provision of God today. And just release that to come forth in your life, in your words. Just speak that forth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm under construction. Go ahead. Tell him I'm under construction. You don't have to go get a hard hat. You got a hard hat. Amen. Listen today, before you leave today, we, every service, we allow you to, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, we've got some people over here that can help facilitate that. If you want to reconnect to God, maybe you've gotten far away and, and you say, I want to reconnect to God. We've got some people that will help you with that. If you need prayer, we have prayer teams that will pray for you, all right? So if you need to receive Christ, if you need to rededicate your life to Christ, maybe some of you, we've been learning on Wednesday nights about the Holy Spirit and that private prayer language that you have. If that's something that you're not operating in, the gifts that God has for you, we can help you do that. If you want to be part of Living Word Fellowship, those of you that are visiting, we welcome you back. Check us out on the Internet if you want to, uh, lwfchurch.com. You can go and look at all sorts of things there. We want to bless you today. Lift your hand to the Lord. We bless you now. Go forth in his power and his might. You sons and daughters of a most high God, you are awesome in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Tell two or three people on your way out that you are awesome. You are magnificent. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. Go forth in his power and his might today. God bless you.